Good morning. Today I'm here with Kevin Boyce, winner of the Gray Market Challenge, to talk about what led him to Luxury Bazaar and ultimately led him to win the challenge. Kevin, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Very happy to have you here. First of all, Introduce yourself to the, the, the viewers, the listeners. Tell them who you are and, and what you're about. Yeah, so uh, as most of you guys know, my name is Kevin Boyce, also known on Instagram, Chrono Kev. Um, yeah, I'm just that average guy, you know, that middle-class family, grew up, didn't have a lot, didn't have a ton, you know, it was like in the middle. Um, great parents, great, great parents, and just, yeah, normal I guess you would say just that typical lifestyle, you know, awesome. nothing, nothing fascinating, you know. <laughs> you know, it, it's typical, like you know, for people to like come from, or at least to have like a story, like, oh, you know, I grew up poor, I was sleeping, yeah. sleeping, you know, on 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 benches out in the street, but not, a, you know, there's a lot to be said about coming from a normal upbringing, you know, normal parents, normal yeah. life. Doesn't mean that you were born wealthy, you didn't have a, a silver spoon in your mouth, but you had just like what would be considered like a regular upbringing, upbringing. <laughs> I could relate to that because I'm the yeah. same, you know, I, I didn't have everything I wanted, had everything I needed. Exactly. Um, 2000, the year 2000, one of the turning points in your life was your father falling off a roof on your yeah. birthday. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that and how that shaped <sighs> your life. <clears throat> yeah, um, so it's crazy, yeah. So I woke up, first of all, it's my eighth birthday. I'm waking up and I'm thinking, it's just a normal day going to school. Um, my mom actually lied about the situation to protect the fact that it was my birthday. She wanted to keep it as a normal school day, school day routine. So she received a phone call. I'm thinking it was another emergency. She played it off. She obviously was protecting her children. Shout out to mom. Um, but yeah, we found out probably four days later that my dad actually fell off of a roof 40 feet head first, um, working Holy on a shit. job. Yeah, um, he was a union roofer. The sad part of the story was he was grinding his way up to become a union roofer. He was always just doing side hustles, doing whatever to keep food on the table. He was a pure hustler. And um, yeah, he, he, he got in with McGinnis Roofing. They were a big time company. And you know, I think a couple months in, I think he was only four or five months in. Wow. Um, and then a, a piece of the material had broke. And unfortunately, yeah, he, he fell 40 feet, but. How did it affect you? Oh, I don't. I mean, know, I know that's a silly no, question because it's, 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 it's really effective. No, like, it's such a good question because I really don't know in what areas it affected me. I feel like a lot of people ask me like, yo, do you deal with like trauma? Like, are you OK? Are you stressed? Like, do you have anger? And it's like, no, I, I just feel I feel good. I mean, I don't want to say like everything happens for a reason in this sense, but sometimes typically they, it yeah. does. And it's just one of those things where I don't, I don't think I reacted how most people would. Most people would have, you know, turned to a substance or went down a dark path. That was never me. Well, see, a lot of, a lot of great um, leaders and successful individuals are, I don't want to say they're a reflection of their father, but their father has ingrained something in them to help them achieve that. Um, what do you think your father ingrained in you to help you become the man you are today? Um, I would say just that working hustle, just that like no excuses, get it done. Like I'm going to go out and work. My dad would work in blistering cold weather. You know, they're roofers, so it's seasonal. He would be roofing normally in January, February. Like wow. if a job, if they needed him, he went and did it. There was times I wouldn't see him for a full day. Um, he would do like full day work, sleep at a hotel and go right back to the job. So, so I see where you get your work ethic from. Yeah. So 2011, you graduate high school. What happens? 
Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, Frankfurt High School, 2011. Shout out um, Frankfurt. Shout out to Frankfurt. I'm, one was- of, I'm Washington. One of four white kids in the whole school. Didn't matter. Um, they gave me warnings. Watch yourself. <laughs> Be careful. You know, it was all a hoax, man. At the end of the day, I was just focused on my work and my studies. And I was I held a job at the age of, I think, 17 in my senior year. Mm. I was working at Reebok. Wow. Remember Reebok? Yeah, Reebok in was the, amazing back in then. In the Franklin Everybody Mills. Everybody had the whites. Like yeah, now they call it the yeah. Philly Mills. But the yeah. Franklin Mills, I was working at Reebok. And, I used um, to love Franklin Mills. Uh, me too. I don't know what that <laughs> What a shame. What a shame. <laughs> you know, now, now you go there for a drive-by shooting. <laughs> yeah. You can't even uh, go down there and sit in the food court. Somebody got shot. It's, it's pretty bad, yeah. What a shame. Uh, any plans to go to college? I did. I actually did go to college. It wasn't in the order that I wanted to do. I was actually not going to go. Then I just tried it. It was that thing where I felt forced. Like, I had to. Everybody was going. So I went for business, education, the typical yeah. just get in and get something. And Graduating high school, what was your you know, I guess, idea. What did you want to do? What did you want to be? You know, when you grew up, what was the the goal? I mean, I always knew that I was going to be in sales. That was just, I've been called Versace from my aunt since I was like six years old. I was always into like designer luxury goods. I never knew what I would fully do, but I knew it had to be sales. Like people used to always say, man, you could sell anything or anything you love, you brag about it. You like sell it for them. You market it, free marketing. I'm like, when I'm passionate about something, I, I sell it. You Dude, know? With your personality, with your <laughs> enthusiasm, you know, your energy, it's sales is the one thing that you could succeed at, yeah. you know, more than anything else, I believe, because you have that personality where people just want to be around you. People want to get that vibe off of you. And I remember the first time I ran into you was at the barbershop and yeah. you could hear you over anybody else. And you just, you know, you were really just you were the energy in that barbershop and the fact that now you're a part of our team here is just it, it, amazing. Um, you get married in 2017. Tell me about yeah. your wife. Tell me about getting married. How did that affect yeah, your life? So, <laughs> they always say like when you know, you know, right? And I used to get upset when I heard that. I'm like, oh, here we go. If you know, you know, she's the one. And it's really true. I was dating off and on. I was always a relationship guy. Like I was never being a crazy savage or acting wild in the clubs. I, I played around in the clubs to feel it out, to live the lifestyle, but it got old really yeah. quick. And I was in some crazy relationships. I mean, <laughs> credit room win things stolen people swinging you know it got crazy i'm just how did the girls feel about you doing that to them no 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 no. listen it was the other way around um and it was just like you know after a while i met my wife and it was just all love compassion family oriented really showing me what matters um growing in business together being passionate together on the terms of business and just being uh just having a life of order, man, to be honest. What effect do you think your wife had on you? Like, I, and again, I ask this because personally, mm-hmm. I know how much I've changed, you know, being married. Yeah. How has that positively affected, how has that positively affected your life? Yeah, I mean, it's changed everything. I mean, the way I think about things, my approach on how I want to do things. She, t- I, I guess we're like opposites too. Oh, yeah. So like opposites attract. It's for sure 100%, 100% true. Like if there's somebody else as loud as me in a relationship with me, nobody's going to want to hang with us. She's like my balance. So like, she's my like, all right, calm down or I'm stressed. She can handle the stress. Like she's quiet when there needs to be quiet. (laughs) That's, that's awesome. I mean, again, I, I very much relate to that, you know, opposites do attract and not only that, but they balance each other and it's for the better. Um, personally, I feel like I've become a better man by being married. I'm assuming you do as well. 100%. Um, they really, they guide you in the right direction. I think, I think the deception behind it is truthfully like men don't want to 
be told or, or like, no, no girl could like hold me down. Like, it's a lie. You meet the right me. girl, she's gonna uplift you. Correct. And you're gonna grow together. If you meet some girl that just wants to party, unorganized, she's yep. not responsible, then yes, like it will lead to. Somebody has to be problem. the responsible person in a relationship. I, I can tell you, I'm not that person. I haven't checked the mail in over 10 years. <laughs> uh, my wife takes care of that. 2018, big year for you. Mm -hmm. You had your first kid. Your son was born. Yeah. Uh, I know that's a life-changing event. Biggest blessing in my life, hands down. Um, Tell me about him. Uh, uh, Bryson Michael Boyce, uh, four years old, kid filled with energy, biggest heart. Um, we have him in private school. He's super, super advanced. Um, Amazing. Can read. Um, can talk perfect sentence, probably speak better to me, more proper English than me. Uh, he doesn't have that Philly accent. Mama's boy. Nah, he, he says a couple little Philly lines, but he, <laughs> no, just, you know, just a real big hearted kid. Like he'll meet you and want to talk to you, love on you. He's just a real energetic kid. Love Sonic. Um, oh, so does mine. Yeah, Sonic. Dude, is we like, got to do like a Sonic like event or some shit. Yeah, that's like the, his thing. I'm, I'm actually taking my kid to Monster Jam on Saturday. That might be. Yeah, Saturday. and that's he. He was obsessed yeah. with Grave Digger. He's these. You'll notice these age groups. They go in these tiers. So he's like, yeah. he just got out of Monster Trucks, and now he's like pure. What's Sonic. next? Oh, it's all Sonic. Sonic okay. is like now. There's nothing else. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I wonder what the next step constantly is because like it changes weekly, monthly. Yeah. You know, like I always wonder what's next. Your son is so awesome, by the way. Dude, thank he's you. I'm a, so, I'm a big so fan of. Cool. Of that guy, he's you know, he's my <laughs> best friend. Um, a lot has happened in your life to be mm -hmm. to make you the man that you are. You're balanced. You're stable. You have a goal, which is mm -hmm. obviously you know supporting your family. Yeah. You know, making their life easier, which is something that your parents did for you to a certain extent. August 2022, Luxury Bazaar initial contestant interview. Um, I know you submitted your video. I was reviewing every one of those videos and, you know, picking, I guess, filtering from, you know, the hundreds of videos that we got. And I loved your energy in the video. And what what I really loved was that I recognized you from the barbershop. I was like, you know, this guy is local. This guy is a hustler. This guy is, has, has the energy that we need here. Um, Tell me about that whole process. Like, what were you thinking, you know, shooting that video? So yet again, it's gonna sound <laughs> cliche, but my wife. Um, I was actually skeptical. I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I make decent money. Just being comfortable is actually very scary because Super. I was like making decent money, but it wasn't even a ton of money. It was just like, I'm used to this. It goes with my schedule. And my wife was like, man, what are you passionate about? And I knew that I wanted to be on camera because I originally wanted to be a YouTuber mm. and I knew I wanted to be in sales. So she was like, babe, are you dumb? Like, you need to do this. And I'm like, but I don't know. Like, and then I start going into the normal thing, you know, like, well, my benefits and yeah, my money. And, and I course. start, the fear kicks in. She was like, shut up. Like, you're going to do this. So I submitted it. You were in charge of these. I submitted it like super duper last minute, super. which yeah. was very unprofessional. But um, I was just like figuring things out. I was on my bed for like hours thinking about it. And she was like, if you don't do this, like I'm not talking to you. Like you need to do this for us. And I was like, you know what? Let me submit this. It's funny because I was getting a haircut and our, our barber Dan was like, hey, did you watch Kevin's you know submission yet? I was like, no, I haven't seen it yet. He's like, oh, you know, you got to check to see, make sure that you get it. And I went back in and I looked at it and it just came in like, you know, right before. And I was like, oh, got to watch this. Um, I know it takes a lot of balls to, first of all, to put yourself on camera like that, to do that, and then to risk getting the job. You know, getting the job, sure, it's great, but you are risking the benefits, the, the comfort, the, the, the safety net that you've had with your existing you know, job and position and role that you've built up over years. Mm -hmm. 
it takes a lot of balls. And I, I, you know, first of all, I got to commend you on, on being able to do that. Appreciate it. Um, then comes October. You know, it's your actual start date. You were you started a little bit late, and uh-huh. that's you know because we made a mistake. You know, we made a mistake. You know. I limited it originally to three people. I said, you know, we got to have top three. You always have three. It's not, you know, it's not four, it's three. Um, and then we said, you know what? No, it's, it's got to be four. Like, there's no way that we could skip out on you. Um, and we brought you in and tell me, how was it when they came to announce the news to you? And It you was know. crazy, man. I'm just, like, thinking back, even with the, the just the risk in general. Like, the, they pulled up to my job. For anybody watching, they literally showed up to my job. It wasn't staged. I had no idea. Um, they were respectful enough to say, hey, you have some time. Like, think it through. We, you know, we know you have a family. You guys have always been super considerate of my, my life, my wife, my son. Um, and I still had fear in that time. And at the same time, I'm very professional. I was with T-Mobile for 10 years. So I didn't want to just backdoor them. Of course. And act like I didn't care. They've been good. They were understanding the same way. So I wanted to give the two weeks on a professional notice. And then my mom was moving out to Florida. So we were relocating my mom and she don't have anybody. So I drove to Florida 18 hours. So long story short, fast track, we're, we're here. And, you know, you guys calling me back was an absolute blessing because I was super discouraged when I got sent home only because I was the last one eliminated. It wasn't like I got I sent know. home like 10, 9. You were the last it was one like, because it was the hardest decision. Yeah, that was tough. I was yeah. like, wow. Like, because I, I, at that moment when I got down, like, all right, our last one, I was like, I'm good. Like, I actually thought I was safe. And then when they said the local guy going home, I'm like, no way. It was, it was a fuck up. It really was. It was us making a mistake and we shouldn't have, you know, that shouldn't have happened. We should have picked you from the get-go because not only do we know now, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but you deserve to be here and you've shown everybody that. that. I appreciate it. Um, obviously, in January of 2023, you won the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about, you know, what you did to win it. Um, well, sleepless nights, communicating with people from different countries, um, constant messages, phone calls, the, the typical thing. But I think with me, what it was was I wasn't just trying to get a one-time sale. It wasn't just like, okay, good, a $100,000 sale. No, it was like f- constant follow-up. I'm in your face. Here's our new product. Um, I just didn't rest. And I knew that it would all pay off. Like I knew, okay, this is a contest time frame, but this is going to be my lifestyle. Yep. So why not yep. get that practice in, that habit? You know, I don't know how long they say to make something a habit. It takes a certain amount of time. Hours. Yeah, it was like perfect because I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to work into this and now I'll be adjusted. So... It was just grind, man. It was I mean, it was bad. I mean, I would my wife would wake up and I'm up at three in the morning and she's probably like, "What is he doing?" But I'm talking to somebody from Vietnam. You know what I mean? So it's like the way that you started off is the way that you know we would love to have people be you know years into this. Mm-hmm. Like you almost reached what I would have considered you know expert level in presenting yourself and communicating with customers. The follow up is probably the most important thing in this business and having the systems and, and the support to be able to do that, you know, obviously by the systems that we provide, the support that you have from our team and from your family, it's very important to, to, to have all that, to be able to make that to happen. Um, I want to know about the transition from selling phones to selling watches. How did that work for you? What, you know, what's different? What, you know, what have you learned? Well, for everybody watching this too, that's going to watch this tune in is 
it's actually very similar. I had a lot of comments of people saying, oh, phones and watches are completely different. Yes, product-wise, absolutely different, different prices, different clientele, but at the end of the day, the practices are all the same. The follow-up, the reaching out, the marketing it, the speaking on it, just it's the techno, like just the sales 101, it's absolutely the same. Yeah, I mean, building building relationship and putting yourself out there, it doesn't matter what you're selling, you know, you're exactly. still selling. So I'm a big fan of your social media strategy. Uh, I, I've told you that before. I love your, you know, your morning lives, your evening lives, yeah. the fact that you're taking the time to do this. And again, being a father, it becomes very difficult. You know, you want to allocate some time to spend with your family. You're limited in how much free time you have to, to be able to respond to customers and to do this. The fact that you've been able to achieve that is, you know, it's a big deal. Um, tell me what guided you in, in your social media strategy. Like, where did it come from? How did it, how did it come about? It's a really good question. I think it was just I wanted to build a community of people that wanted to know what's next. Like, I didn't want to just, like, dump I guess like stories and different types of things just to dump it. I wanted to be like quality sharing. So like the lives was just to connect with these people and update them on my strategy. I was like, you know what? How cool would it be? Cause Roman actually gave me this idea. Roman was like, turn on your camera and document your journey. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like it's something so simple that makes so much sense. Like let them know where I'm at. So then people would ask me, hey, any sales today? And they would like dive into the, the topics, like actually care about the journey. Like, oh, what are you eating today? Or, oh, what, what kind of car do you have, by the way? Like people were interested in me. And when you're interested in me, you're gonna be interested in the product I sell. So it's me selling myself, letting you know this is who I am. You know? I, I mean, again, that's a really good way to look at it. And I really think you should double down on that. Like, I think you should just, you know, continue documenting your yeah. journey every single day. Show people that the transparency that, that they see online, that's the truth. That's who you are. That's what you do. Um, the one thing that, you know, we've had to overcome and people have had to overcome this always in this industry is, you know, the, the, the risk of dealing with somebody shady or somebody, yeah. you know, so our strategy of transparency has paid off and it looks like it paid off really well for you as well big time yeah because at the end of the day like they're seeing you every day so it's kind of like you ever feel like you know somebody because you watch their content of course like you could relate you know yeah. and that's what it is with me and i you know another big thing that i never really mentioned is i rarely ever respond after like five minutes i give myself like okay people are going to be like oh he's he's capping or he's he's just saying that but like I'm really like if I'm aware and I'm working, I try to respond within five minutes. That is the number one thing because we constantly like, you know, this lead has been sitting there for 20 hours. Like, why hasn't nobody responded yeah. to it? So, you know, everybody wants instant gratification these days. And if you can't provide it, they're going to go to somebody that They'll will. They'll just move on. Yep. I've seen it happen. It's happened. I've, I've, I got back to somebody, I think maybe 20 minutes later, and they were already speaking to someone yeah, else. That's, that's what happens in this industry because everybody's fighting for the same customer. Um, it's funny because a lot of the interviews I've done here and people I talk to, the one theme that we have gone through is instead of fighting for the same customer and competing with you know, our fellow dealers, our goal is to find new customers, to bring in new people into the industry, new watch lovers, new enthusiasts, new collectors, people that might have never been into watches. We want to introduce this whole industry to them and have them become customers so that we're not fighting over the same you know, wrists. Right. Um, tell me where you are five years from now. Ooh, that's always a good one because I feel like it changes frequently. I just want to be in a position where I'm financially free. Um, 
you know, where my son could pretty much have a much more stable upbringing. Like, you know, my parents didn't leave me anything. Um, I'm not mad at that. I'm not upset with that. It actually pushed me to be who I am. It, it started up that grinder mentality. But I think um, everybody's kid, and I'm sure you could agree, should have, um, like, you know, just an easier start off yep. where maybe, you know, I leave them. My son will have a duplex, thank God. I bought a duplex at a young age. My son will have that. But just some investments, some cash, some savings, not too much. You know, they have to understand that they have to of work. Course. but. A startup plan. I had to literally start from the ground. How do you I mean, think literally. so? I've been thinking about this lately. You know, I have I have three kids, mm -hmm. and I've been thinking about. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews, and mm -hmm. you know, one of the conversations that I'm constantly listening to is how do you raise kids with the same values that you have? You know, so you know, again, I had what I needed, not what I wanted. You know, I had a stable household, and I would just. I did anything to earn money. Some things, you know, illegal, some things legal. Um, I know. I, you know, it, it's, it was so important in my life, but I'm not really sure. Well, actually, I guess I am sure. Like, so that mentality, that the hustler mentality came from my parents. Always, you know, hustling, always working, sell, you know, they had businesses, they had jobs. You know, same thing goes for you. How do we instill that in our children? Oh, it's you know. so tough because you know what it is? It's yeah. like what we went through and what we dealt with helped doesn't us. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. First of all, the morals are completely different. Yes. People feel like they're, they're, owed, they're owed something Correct. and nobody wants to work no more. Correct. You can't find good workers. We grew up in a sense where it's like if we work, we can get these things. Or if we don't work, we yeah. just won't eat or we won't look good in school yes. and we cared about our sneakers, our outfits, yep. the girl that might like us down the block. So it's just different now because now these kids feel like, like oh, like they're privileged, like they're walking around like, I, he better leave me money. Like, no, I didn't, I wasn't left a penny. People were under the impression after my father fell, they started thinking like, oh, he got a property. No, I bought my property when I was 20 years old. I was working since I was 17. So it was there was no handouts. And I think with our children, we should probably give them a little bit more, but also remember at the end of the day, like, you got to work it's too. It's funny. So I listened to this uh, podcast about real estate and investing and all that stuff. And one of the topics in there is like, sell, you know, don't leave real estate to your children because the mm -hmm. first thing they're going to do is sell it. You're leaving them a headache, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you That's know, I'm true. buying all this real estate. Why, you know, why wouldn't I just sell it when it goes up and, you know, leave them money instead of real estate? Yeah. You know, so it's always a, a conflict. It's the fear of not yeah. knowing, to be honest, because he might do something crazy with the money or he might rent out the properties. It's, yeah. it's scary. It's a decision I don't even know what I'm going to do. Now, are you, do you think that you're, you know, going to be building, I guess, a legacy of sorts, you know, becoming very known, very established in the watch game? This is not something that you can hand down to your kid, but mm. would you ever consider bringing him in and having kind of work with you and, and going into this industry? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, Roman actually already instilled that in him because he showed up and he like gave him his first watch. And nice. It was a blue um, Swatch watch. So now he's calling it his Sonic watch and he's <laughs> running around. So it's like he knows. Um, it's actually funny because he watches these podcasts and he goes, that's daddy's show. So. It's just crazy. so crazy that how your crazy. children watch and they know, and he, he knows that I work at Luxury Bazaar, and he says, yeah, daddy lives at Luxury Bazaar. I guess the hours are too long. <laughs> I'm like, I don't live there, Bryson. So the kids watch everything, and they turn into little versions of us, so I just try to make sure I'm on my P's and Q's every day, and Dude, I'm setting an example. I, I hope you're right. I mean, that's, yeah. I love that. Kevin, uh, thank you so much for Absolutely. joining me. I, you know, I just wanted to get to your history and, and show to people who you are and what it takes to become you know, a number one salesperson at Luxury Bazaar. 
you won for a reason, yeah. and I wish you much luck and success in becoming you know, the top salesperson going forward. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. I know it was an honor having you. Uh, guys, if you're watching this or listening to this, make sure to show us some love. Comment, like, subscribe, write a review. Let us know to continue doing this. We're going to keep doing this every single day as long as we possibly can. Thank you. Have a great day.